Hello and welcome to Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education, Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Hello and welcome back. Today we're talking about teachers and classroom management with Marcus Samuelsson from Lenskjöping University in Sweden. Classroom management is one of the perennial challenges for teachers at all stages of their careers and so is clearly an important topic for education research to grapple with. Marcus has been working on classroom management issues for a long time now with various projects on the go. So given all of this, I started off by asking Marcus how he would describe the main areas of work that he's engaged in. I think my work is about three things, uh, more or less combined. First of all, it's about Sloyd. I'm always trying to do a little bit of research about Sloyd because I am a, f- a former Sloyd teacher and there is uh, very little research about Sloyd. So I try to, to come back to the community, to the Sloyd teachers, providing research for them, with them uh, and so on. So, so it's Sloyd. And then almost always, it's also about, um, I would say, classroom management. Nowadays, I will say classroom management. Uh, And later on, for the last 10 years or so, it has also been about uh, simulations and simulation training as a way to to prepare uh, pre-service teachers, mainly about uh, managing the lessons, combining uh, the content and all, also do the classroom management. So as a non-Swedish researcher, I have to ask you, can you explain what Schloid is? In one, in one sense, one, one could perhaps say that uh, you could talk about it as a handicraft, for example. Uh, but as it is in the school, then we have a subject and the subject is called Schloid. Uh, Schloid on Swedish, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a little bit different than handicraft, or it's a little bit different than arts and craft, for example, uh, because it has a syllabus and it has uh, specific goals and so on. And Sloyd is an uh, an old Swedish, an old Scandinavian word. So Sloyd is we have Sloyd in in Norway, in Sweden, in Finland, in Denmark, uh, more or less. In, in Norway, I think they call it forming, uh, but it's more or less the same. So a fascinating area of schooling to actually research. And one of the other interesting things about your work when I've been reading it is you, you tend to talk about leadership in the classroom, whereas actually a lot of researchers talk about classroom management. What's the difference there between leadership and management? I would say that I sometimes have written about uh, classroom leadership uh, and leadership instead of classroom management. And that is, has, has depended on, on which researcher I have been doing the research with because I have some elder colleagues and they are much into teacher ethics, the moral dimension, the value dimension. And we were uh, at a conference uh, presenting in the SIG classroom management. And then she came to me, we can't use management. And I said, why not? Well, we, we missed the teacher ethic part. And I said, I'm not sure about that. As I read the literature, the earlier research, much much of the Americans, uh, the Australians, and so on. Okay, they don't use the teacher ethic words, but the value dimension, the norm dimension, the socialization dimension, it's always there. So, so nowadays, I'm always uh, talking about management. Um, but in a sense, I've also left the management because now I'm using a, a American theory 
uh, called uh, teaching through interaction, focusing on the interactional part uh, and uh, emotional support, classroom organization and the learning support. And there is the ethical dimension as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, words are really, really important, I guess, but also very tricky. So let's get, I mean, there's loads of interesting research that you do. And I do want to go back to this idea of Schloid. I mean, you've studied Schloid teachers' experiences of disruptive pupils. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you actually find and how did you actually research this? Well, it was actually, it started with a Facebook group for for Schloid teachers in Sweden where some Sloitis had posted uh, saying, I, ha- I have a couple of boys, uh, th- they come to Sloyd, but they are not motivated. They just run around, they just disturb, they just destroy. Uh, and how come? Because most of the kids in Sweden say that Sloyd is one of the most fun subjects. So then I, I thought, well, this is very interesting. I will try to get in contact with the with the teacher that posted it and try to figure out is there more teachers who feel the same, yeah. and what it is behind this. What what's the problem? Is it that the slow teachers they have lots of content knowledge, content subject knowledge as well, but but they do not know how to manage the classroom. Yeah, and then they 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 get uh, disturbed when the kids don't do what they want to do. They are unmotivated, so that's the reason. And then I interviewed them. I contacted them. I interviewed them, uh, and we all and also followed up uh, all the persons that that posted comments to the first post. Yeah, and and I interviewed them and answered that because someone says, I, "I I can't reckon that problem. I've never had that problem." And I thought, well, that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long have you been working? So I I did that, and then I con- conducted a questionnaire as well, uh, trying to get more teachers involved. And I found out that they were disturbed by kids that were disruptive, kids that were un- aggressive, a kid that, that didn't do anything, and kid that helped others. Uh, so so I, I found four themes, and I thought it was very interesting because the pupils that disturbed by helping others, the teacher said, well, then, then I don't have any material to grade them. Because if Marcus and Neil just work together, how, how can I say something about Marcus' development? Well, he's always helping Neil all yeah. the time. All the time. He's, doing, he's doing good. He's not disturbing anyone. But it's troubling me. Yeah, it's interesting that that was disturbing. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah. For me as well. So uh, what conclusions did you draw? How could you kind of help Schloy teachers to kind of go, overcome these issues? I have put words on the things that Schloy teachers actually feel. Mm. And I have I- introduced that to other teachers as well. And they they reckon that. I say, oh, it's more or less the same for me. But I'm very pleased that you, you, you have mentioned it, have you spoken out about it, given it the themes and so on. So so it's helpful in a way because they, they can see that I'm not alone. Yeah, I'm not the first one. And, uh, and I can see, because I've also described different strategies to handle that, uh, uh, and I think that's helpful. I think there's value in education research, is just saying things out loud. And yeah. as you say, it allows teachers to kind of... Be, and it's fascinating you picked up on this through a Facebook page, so you kind of picked up on teachers' troubles that they possibly wouldn't have told you about. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm into a couple of groups like that, so I've done uh, quite a lot of research following up on mm. things that I've found troublesome uh, on the Facebook uh, page, for example. And then I've posted and said, well, I'm a researcher. Perhaps you have read me, perhaps not. Uh, but I'm very interested in, in, in Sloyd. And um, is it anyone else who, who has the same problem? 
could I get in contact with you? Yeah. You're kind of co-researching, co-creating the research yeah, agenda. Yeah, Fascinating. Yeah. Now, I can't let you not talk about computer simulations and classroom management. I mean, so you've been developing a whole bunch of different um, uh, kind of simulations and testing them out with new teachers. I mean, before we get to the actual whether the simulations work, trainee teachers always say that they struggle with classroom management. So, I mean, what is it that tr your trainee teachers are struggling with? And how do you think computer simulations can address those, those mm -hmm. issues? Ah, that's a good question as well. Uh, I think that uh, our teachers in Sweden, they have more or less the same problem as uh, pre-service teachers all over the world. They do not feel enough prepared for uh, managing the classroom and handling conflicts. So, so, so that, that's the two major areas. And they don't know, they don't have strategies, for example, to handle uh, conflict situations. They don't, do not know how to interfere to, to, to effective stop, for example, uh, example a fight. They have lots of strategies when the fight is over. Yeah. When the, when the students are calm, they have lots of strategies. But but you have to interfere. You have to get in between the kids. How to do that? And so, how can computer simulations help? Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Computer simulations can can I think at least uh, provide provide them with a safe setting where there is okay to test, yeah. to have fun, to play. It, it's uh, to test different strategies. So we can have, for example, two, two pupils, virtual pupils. Um, uh, they are called uh, Ava and Ethan. And they start to argue with each other, uh, starting to be sarcastic about each other. Um, Ava thinks she's a little bit uh, more mature than Ethan. So she says to him, you're so childish. And then he's, he replied, what, what are you saying? You're a bitch. And this is a quite easy conflict. It's, yeah. it's not big. It's not huge. But even this small conflict, they, they don't have strategies. So more or less two out of three just stop, froze and stand still and hope that they will stop. Yeah. And in the simulation, they of course stop because I have a colleague who is, who is uh, managing uh, the virtual pupils. She steers them. Uh, so uh, after uh, 30 th seconds or a minute, she stops or he stops. And then actually afterwards, the students think that Oh, just standing still, saying nothing. It was an effective strategy. Yeah. So afterwards, I asked them two things. What did you do that worked well? And what could have been done different? But start with the things that you think was good. And then they could say, well, I think the idea about just stopping being silent and waiting for, for the students to stop um, their discussion, their harassments, uh, 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 and so on. That is good. Uh, that's a good strategy. And I said, oh, "Wow, that's interesting. We'll come back to that because earlier this week you read about conflict management. So we'll come back to that." And then they, "Oh, you mean this, this was perhaps not a good strategy? We'll come back to that." And then we will talk to them. And then I will say, "Well, if it was a real classroom, in a simulation, it's five pupils, in a real classroom with twenty-five or thirty, would you actually think that standing?" five or ten meters away from this situation just waiting but do you think it's it's a good strategy oh well no it isn't no it isn't so so starting with this simple situation this simple conflicts and then, and then we when they had learned to do that we uh, upgrade it we make it more difficult but there is restraints as well because the students in the simulation they can't uh, fight. They, they they can't get into fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so they are sit more or less sitting. But but it's much verbal things, 
uh, and much gestures and so on. So the limits, I guess, to the technology is it's not the physical kind of confrontation. No, no, it isn't. No, but, it isn't. but it's a tool for allowing teachers to reflect and to repeat situations. Yeah, yeah. and we have seen some really good results so far. Uh, for example, three hours of simulation training provides uh, self-efficacy results as f if we sent out the students for three weeks of internship or practice. Yeah. And what fascinates me is that the way you've described it, it's not really about the technology at all. You have this kind of Wizard of Oz setup yeah. um, where there's a teacher behind the screen, as yeah, you say, control, and then you're there talking. So it's, it's a very human relational thing still. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Be in, in a, we spend an hour for the simulation training and, and a student uh, plan the lesson in pairs or triads and come in as if we were coming in. I would teach the first time and you would just observe and I would know that next time Neil is teaching and I'm observing so we have invested in each other. And then they, we would teach for 10-15 minutes and then we would spend 45 minutes for feedback. So first, the, the one who has acted gets the chance to say something, and then the observing peer would say something, and then I, as an instructor, would say something, and also show them modeling how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad there's still a place for the human and the, the kind of yeah. human teacher education. Yeah. Now, I finally wanted to ask you about a recent piece of work that you've done a really large project looking at student opinions about their teachers' classroom management. So you've got the city of Stockholm since 2010 asking students to give feedback on their school experience. And you've got over 250,000 responses. You've analysed these in terms of what students have said about their teachers' classroom management and teaching. Because, I mean, what did you find from this treasure trove of, of data? Uh, uh, it was a little bit depressive because we found uh, that uh, fewer and fewer students were pleased with their teachers. Okay, over yeah. time. Over time, yeah. So this all, uh, uh, all, in all the things that we measured, uh, the result, uh, it, it got lower and lower. Uh, it was about uh, getting help when, one, when it's needed. It's about, it about teachers motivating me. It's about teacher interfering when there is trouble. It's about providing a safe environment. And that was, uh, we thought... Uh, fascinating I mean, were there any other surprising trends in that i mean you said there was a kind of general fall down were there any patterns between age groups or gender i mean were there any other things the data threw up no there wasn't uh, uh, i think there wasn't oh, okay the, the eldest students uh, their results uh, failed more they get lower and lower so mm. the older they get they, they were more dis dis distracted more unmotivated but that we can see in other research as well yeah and we compared as well uh, public and private schools because the material provide that data as well. And there is a huge uh, debate in Sweden where many people say that there is a difference between the public and the private and, and so on. But there is no difference. Really? In this material, there is no difference. That's fascinating. Yeah. And I love the idea that actually no difference can be really, really significant as well. Yeah. Excellent. Now, I mean, you've done so much stuff. I'm really interested about what you might be thinking about in the future. It seems like you get a lot of your ideas from the internet. But I mean, <laughs> are there any things that you're just beginning to think about or just beginning to get you interested that you might be doing in the next five years? Well, I think that where we will work, uh, continue working with simulation training because we have seen some really good results so far. So there is something about simulation training. Mm. I hope to get some money to c continue uh, researching Sloyd because uh, Sloyd is a small subject in Sweden. There is lots of need. 
But we also need to focus on a lot about on classroom management. And uh, there is an debate in Sweden once again among politicians who has not been out in school, not been out in classrooms, saying that uh, there is disorder in classrooms, and this, the pupils has taken over. And I can see that as well. When, when I'm visiting school, for example, uh, that uh, the teachers no longer have a mandate, uh, they don't have no strategies. So, so I think I will continue doing the things I've been doing so far. Yeah, excellent. Well, you're going to be busy, I'm sure. So thanks ever so much for taking the time to talk about your research. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you.